On this episode of Post Game Shake, we recap NFL Divisional Weekend, discuss Kyler Murray's big decision, and welcome on AHLer Cam Brown to talk PPW and hockey. Episode 11 of Post Game Shake, we're back at you. Jamie Murray, how are we? Doing great, Timmy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So, um, got a good episode for you today. Obviously, NFL playoff talk. Um, we got a little bit of Kyler Murray talk as he made some as he made some headlines today. But the biggest part of the uh, of the episode is we have an interview with University of Maine former University of Maine star Cam Brown, obviously founder of PPW Prove People Wrong, and we uh, we're really excited about it. Hopefully, you guys feel the same way. Yeah, if you're here for that, probably get it to you in about 15 minutes. It was, uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun with it. Cam's awesome and a uh, good friend of ours. And, um, yeah, you guys are in for a treat. It's about 45 minutes long, so uh, we know you'll enjoy that. So to kick it right off with the um, – let's go into playoffs. Let's, I mean, I don't know if you if you want to kind of start whatever whatever you want to start with, you know, kind of I'm assuming you're going to go Patriots, but kick us off. Yeah, I would love to start with the Patriots. Um, I think it's just actually there's just so much to cover, and at the same time, so little. It's like the Patriots are still here. Um, if you saw all of the Patriots posts, Tom Brady hashtag still here. Patriots for whatever reason, people think they're down, they're out. Brady's 41 years old. They scored 41 points. They're still here. They won 41-28. It was 13 point. A uh, 13 point win, but it was more like a 30 point win because they basically just ran the ball and uh, didn't complete, uh, didn't give up any, you know, crazy plays and uh, let the Chargers score to make sure that, um, you know, they took off enough time and all that stuff and uh, all the Bill Belichick stuff. But it was a great day if you're a Patriots fan. Uh, sick of hearing all the haters. Um, Sony Michelle was awesome and Brady's still the GOAT. So. Uh, I don't know. You have anything to say about it? Yeah, I just um, a couple couple thoughts. I don't know how much this plays into into effect. And before you call me a a Patriots hater, the Patriots absolutely dominated the game. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take anything away from it. And I, I'm just curious, and there's no way to know this how how much the the West Coast East Coast travel two weeks in a row played into the Chargers being just extremely outplayed. I don't know. They seemed lethargic from the beginning of the game, and they were missing tackles, and they just didn't seem like themselves. And I think they screwed themselves by not staying on the East Coast after they beat Baltimore last week. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, maybe that was an option for them. They 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 decided against it and thought they'd be better off going back home. I don't know, but um, and you you can't really point to that being like the sole reason they lost. I, I think I was talking to somebody I forget who it was about how this is the first time in four years that we've had a, a divisional sweep by all the home teams. And it was pretty evident that the home field advantage was huge, especially in the, in the AFC, not to skip ahead to the Chiefs. But, I mean, the Chargers and Colts didn't have a chance. Once the game started, it was like it just had an onslaught from Kansas City, an onslaught from New England. And you, and you thought maybe when Rivers threw that touchdown pass, it was going to be close. And then it just wasn't. The game was essentially over after the first quarter. Yeah, I, I'm kind of over the whole um... – West coast, East coast travel thing. And I know it plays a part, but these guys are traveling on huge luxurious jets that you, each guy has like their own big lazy boy chair. Pretty much they get uh, full meals. Like they're completely taken care of. I mean, I'm sure those guys for them, it's a recovery opportunity and 
I'm not buying that five hours in the air. I mean, you're not at the airport for two and a half hours before you show up, you get on the plane, you fly. And yeah, maybe there's a little bit of jet lag or whatever, but you just can't have that as an excuse. And there's a reason why the Patriots are still as great as they are. And it's because they prepare better. Like I, and people like want to hold it against them that the chargers didn't come out hot, which they didn't, but that's because the Patriots are the Patriots and everybody else is everybody else. I think I the, I think the, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a combination of the game plan. I think in the one, the, the week off in the bye week is just so huge. Now these, these seasons are long and, and they're getting more physical and the guys are getting bigger and faster and the recovery is becoming such a thing now to where I was, I, I was thinking that I would rather have a week off and I want I would be curious what the teams would think too. If I would rather have the week off, then have the home game. Like, say you either had the option, you if this is a possibility, to play, right, not, to not have the week off, or, like, play the next game on the road, right? Like, say the Patriots would have had to go to whoever won the game, the Chargers or the Ravens. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like they would rather pick the week off than to play at home just because the week off is so huge. You have more time to game plan. And, and don't get me wrong, that, I, I, like I was saying, that wasn't the reason they lost. They got, you know, thoroughly outplayed, outcoached, out everything. They were just more prepared and and it was it was disappointing if you were just if you're looking for a, a close game. I mean, obviously I would rather see the Chargers win and, and some parity and change it up. But I mean, if if the games aren't even close, like you know, what are you going to do? And so that kind of piggybacks into the the, the Colts um, the Colts Chiefs game, and and that game was kind of a joke from the beginning too. Yeah, there were a lot of people that were talking about the Colts coming into the into Arrowhead and beating them, and never, like I don't know if it's just a, a shtick or people are trying to create clicks or whatever. I mean, the Colts are a good team. Andrew Luck had an awesome year coming back, but they're just not on the same level. And you saw it on, uh, what was that, uh, Saturday? Yeah. I mean, dude, Mahomes is everything that people have thought that he is. And they were like, oh, you know, can he play in cold weather? Apparently, yeah. And, like, you know, Andrew Luck is built for these cold weather games, and he didn't look very good. I, I just think, you know, not it doesn't always go the way it's planned like it did with, you know, you get the four home teams with the win, but it just seemed like a pretty obvious pick. I think you, you picked the Chiefs as well, right? Yeah. It just seemed like a no-brainer. And, I, yeah, obviously not having a dog in the fight, I wish it was a little better of a game. But, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a blowout. It'll be an interesting game next week. That's it's for just, sure. Yeah, it's just they, they just they seem like the better team from the opening kickoff. And it was the same thing in the New England game, and and it was funny. I I thought, I thought it was going to be opposite. I thought both the AFC games would, would be close, um, whether whether the home team or not won. But and and I thought I thought the NFC games would be you know kind of kind of blowouts, and not really close. It ended up being the complete opposite, um, obviously. But to kind of finish up on the on the Colts Chiefs game, I mean, you said it you said it perfectly. Everyone was kind of you know high high on the Colts. And I again, I think the the week off and the game plan, and you have a good coach like Andy Reid and Bill Belichick, who you you give them a week off and you give their team this you know ample amount of time to prepare. It's just it's not even fair. And um, those home teams with the bye week, man, they should never lose. If if they do, you're really kicking yourself up for obvious reasons. But I mean, it is a ridiculous advantage. It's it is it's crazy. It's a huge advantage, exactly. So, um, especially not to go back to the Pats. I'm not going to harp on it, but I think like Brady was dealing with uh, MCL or meniscus sprain. And a lot of it kind of came out that it, it happened in the Titans game. Uh, and I think it was, you know, huge for him to be able to sit on that for, you know, not have to go into battle on that Sunday last week. Yep. And that extra week of rest made a huge difference. And obviously it shows with all four of these teams. It does. It does. And so um, 
the one pick that I got wrong was the Chargers, and one pick that you got wrong um, with the Cowboys. So um, obviously that game was was built on the Rams just running the ball straight up the middle yeah. against the Cowboys, and they gashed them. They, I mean, not only did Todd Gurley have 100 yards, but C.J. Anderson had 100 yards, a blast on the pass name. Dude, um, C.J. Anderson, look, did he put on 50 pounds since we last saw him? It's it's very possible, and he was still running like he he didn't put on four pounds. <laughs> you got to whatever it is. He like bulked up, and he's as fast as ever. And the guy looked unbelievable. Obviously, if you're a Rams fan, you're a little worried that Todd Gurley's not taking the the workhorse amount of snaps. But who cares if you now you got two guys that are hammering the ball down the middle? Yeah, now you, now he's he's rested up. He only carried eighteen times, and now you got now you got the big the big dog matchup. Um, Against the Orleans, I mean, any any other any other really big takeaways from that game? Well, from the the Cowboys game, yeah, yeah. I mean, I obviously yeah, I picked the Cowboys. Obviously, I'll take the L there. Um, I had a really good feeling about them. I think it did come down to Dak's just not as good of a quarterback as Jared Goff is, and then for whatever reason, Cowboys couldn't get the run going, and the Rams could, and it really wasn't even as close as it looks like on paper. Um, in a similar way to the Patriots, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything close to a blowout, but um, it'll be, it'll be a fun game. That, that Rams team is legit. So, you know, shame on me for picking against them. Yeah. And then to, to, to finish it off. Um, I mean, man, that first five minutes in new Orleans felt like it was, it was this Foles Eagles magic thing was, was, was real. I mean, first, first throw from Drew Brees gets, gets picked off. And then before you could blink, it was 14, nothing. And you're like, Whoa, <laughs> Yeah. This is this is weird. And then they literally didn't do much on offense, if anything, the rest of the game, the Eagles, until that that last drive. They got up they got up, you know, a couple penalties, rough in the rough in the passer penalty, and they were down obviously in, in deep in Saints territory. Then Alshon Jeffrey with the with the drop feel you know, feel bad for him. They were obviously showing showing clips on the sidelines of him of him, you know, being being down on himself. So the only takeaway I really have from that game is that the Saints are tough to be at home. And I want to know what the Eagles are going to do with their with their quarterback controversy. And for those of you who don't who say it's not a controversy, I think you're I think you're a little naive. I think that this game made it a little bit easier to say, you know what, like thanks to Nick Foles for bringing us here and getting us to the divisional round. But Carson Wentz is our guy. I think that if Nick Foles wins this game or brings him back to the Super Bowl, even then it's a ridiculous – like, I don't know how you even uh, make a, a pick from there. But with that being said, Foles, you know, he had a good start to the game, but he really didn't do anything the rest of the game. Yeah, he didn't. And I, I think I, I think if he would have played a lights-out game and, and not even lights-out, if he would have led them for a touchdown drive in the last, the last drive to win the game, you'd be, you'd be like, I, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. a good, it's a good problem to have. But True. I mean, think, think of it this way. If, if Foles is the better – and I mean, it's either Matt or Tim Hasselbeck on, on NFL Countdown was explaining why he thinks Foles is a better fit for Doug, Doug Peterson's system. And if you're the Eagles, you're like, okay, well, we have this quarterback who, who um, can obviously run our system. And then we have Carson Wentz, like the, one of the best assets in the NFL to trade. I mean, teams would give up their house to have him be their quarterback because, you know, having a good quarterback versus not is, is the, basically the determining factor between being a contender or not. Right, and the concern is you trade Carson once, and then Nick Foles kind of retreats back to where he was, you know, a few years ago, where he's really just a backup. And then you're like, oh my god, I can't believe they got rid of Carson once because Nick Nick Foles had one good run to the Super Bowl and a few good games, and you know it can get spun both ways. It absolutely can, and it's going to be a difficult decision 
even if they go the route that everyone's expecting them to, to go, and that's keep Carson Wentz and, and let Nick Foles walk. Nick Foles, actually, they, they can pick up a, the, the last year, the option on his contract, and pay him $20 million. But then Nick Foles has a time period where he can write them a $2 million check, and they, they accept it, and he goes right into free agency. So it's going to be interesting to see how they – You can't they pay him $20 million to prepare a backup quarterback. Yeah, exactly. I mean, right? Well, they, they were saying maybe you, they pay him and they trade him. Um, so that could that could be an option too because he be he also be an asset people would would be willing to trade I, for. I wonder what his value is right now in the market, just because there are so many teams that need. He's like technically, yeah, he's a veteran quarterback who's won a lot of playoff games. He's been to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl, but for whatever reason, he doesn't have that like glitz and glam around his name. So I would be interested to see what people pay. I mean, dude, like I was the biggest Eagles fan. I think a lot of people were. I wanted to see him play against the Pats again in the Super Bowl. I wanted yeah. a rematch. Seriously. And, I mean, it's, it's, it's weird to say this, but, like, the, um, the same Hasselbeck, Timmerman, I, I forget who it was. He yeah, was I mixed saying, him up too. He was saying that, um, like, you know Nick Foles on the biggest stage in the sport can, can perform. Like, you, it's, it's probable that Carson Wentz can perform or, or say, Matt Stafford or, or, you know, Matt Ryan or whoever you want to pick that hasn't played in the Super Bowl or, or performed great in the Super Bowl. Like yeah. you, you, I guess Matt Ryan is a bad example. Andrew Luck, maybe, right? Like, you mm-hmm. know Nick Foles has been there, and he won an MVP, and he played to baby the best game of his life. Like, you know that stage isn't too big for him. You don't know if Carson Wentz, if that stage is too big for him. You, you are assuming it's going to be fine, and he can handle it, but you just don't know. He was making a lot of really good arguments about why. No, it's a great point. And it's just, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting decision. I know we'll be, we'll be kind of following it and seeing, and seeing what goes on. But the Eagles, man, they, they were – they were close to, 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 to pulling that off. Maybe. Yeah, I feel bad for Alshon, but I, I, it came out, right, that he had cracked ribs. He was playing with cracked ribs. Oh, really? I didn't is, see that. Yeah, which is just – I mean, that's – for a guy to be going through that stuff while you're playing in an NFL game and you're continually getting hit and hit, I'm sure is just excruciatingly painful, and I'm sure he was, you know, given some pain medication or whatever to get him out on the field. But, uh, I mean, it's still – at the end, it's like, dude, that – and he, at the beginning of the year, he had mentioned that, you know, he thinks he has the best hands in the NFL, and that tweet didn't age very well. But No, I, I, love, I, love, those, I love those ageless tweets. Yeah. And he, I don't know, man. I feel bad for him. Like Cody Parkey, same thing. I don't know which one's worse. I, which one do you think is worse? Uh, Cody Parkey. Yeah. I mean, that's, you, it's either you win or you lose, right? You know, you don't know if Nick Foles is going to make another throw if Alshon makes the catch. Like, you know, yeah, he can get picked off the next play. So yeah, you're probably right. But that that and the Eagles won the Super Bowl last year, and Alshon had pl- played the game and played well. And Cody Parkey has had some missed problems hitting the uprights. Yeah, the, the yeah, the, overall, the Bears, true. the Bears thing is is much worse in my opinion. But hey, you know, what can yeah, you I do? think the, I think Eagles fans are uh, aware of what Alshon's done for that organization and that city, so they're going a little easier on him. Cody Parkey, that poor guy's getting run out of town. Yes, he yeah, yeah. So. Um, I don't know if you want to, you know, preview the games a little bit next, this weekend, or just kind of give our give our quick, you know, thirty second synopsis. But um, and then our pick, obviously, we'll we'll start with the first game on Sunday, and that is Rams at Saints. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with the Saints. I I picked against the Rams last week, and if I lose it again, that's you know, then that I'm just kicking myself in the whatever. But uh, I think the Saints are a legit team. Um, Drew Brees has been there before. Um. I think Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram is an incredible one-two punch. And I I say I think that. Everybody knows that. But Mike Thomas is unstoppable. I'm not betting against the Saints. 
Yeah, I agree. They are they're undefeated. Sean Payton and Drew Brees are undefeated. I think it's it's five and zero now at home in the playoffs. Um, I think the I think the the Rams are are at a se- severe disadvantage um, in this game. Not only because it's in New Orleans, but also because I don't think Jared Goff is gonna is gonna you know the lights are gonna be too bright for him. I, that that's just my opinion. He didn't have. Uh, completion longer than 21 yards um, this past weekend. I think if they can't run the ball, which will be the, the, the deciding factor, if they have a little bit more problems running the ball than they did last weekend, I think it's going to be a long, a long game for the Rams. So I'm going to go Saints as well. And then that leads us to, um, you know, obviously New England at Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, dude, the Patriots are a three-and-a-half point underdog maybe, which is I get the home field advantage plays into that, but – Usually you give it, what, maybe two or three points for that? It's three, yeah, usually. Yeah, yeah. the fact that the Patriots are, are, are an underdog is just crazy. I mean, obviously I'm so biased. I'm taking the Patriots. That's my short answer. My long answer is there's no reason. I mean, it's Bill Belichick and Tom Brady again. And until the Chiefs beat the Patriots in the postseason or somebody proves that they can do it, like, I mean, obviously – you know, you can get technical and say the Eagles did it last year, all that stuff. But the Patriots are just so tough to beat. They've been in the AFC Championship, what is this, nine years in a row. I just they, – they get they get hot at the right times, and I, I think that they're going to be a tough team to stop. I'll go, I'll go devil's advocate. And, and if, you, if you were to say the Patriots are favoring this game, if you're on the opposite side, you're like, well, why are the Chiefs not favored? They're at home. They're the number one seed. I know the Patriots beat them this year. But, like, it, you can kind of – you can make that argument, the argument both ways. And and to to play into it, I mean, every every year is different. I'm not saying that there isn't a distinct advantage because they have the experience, but um, you know, every year is different. Every team is different. I, I mean, I think it's going to be a great game. I really hope it's a great game. It will be um, for sure. And I mean, it, it's obviously if you if you were to tell me on on Monday the the Patriots won, I would be like, okay, whatever. But I think I think the Chiefs have what it takes. Um, Literally, this is a coin flip game, and I think just because I, I'm, I'm I'm rooting for the Chiefs, I'm going to have to go have to go Chiefs in this game. But um, and I'm, even I'm, to jump on your side for a minute, I mean, the Patriots, great. The Chiefs have never had a guy like Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Alex Smith was basically you know a system type quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is really special, and if you told me that he's going to go in on a, in a home game AFC Championship and win after what he's been able to do, you know, last week and all season, I wouldn't be surprised either. So. Um, yeah, I think it'll really be a, a great football game. You're not going to be surprised no matter what the outcome is. I think unless it's a blowout or somebody like Drew Brees or Pay or um sorry, our Tom Brady plays terrible, that'd be the only way that I would be surprised by any of these outcomes. I think mm-hmm. I, I'm just I, I'm obviously rooting um, for good games because two of them last weekend just really weren't fun to watch, and I'm, I'm just, I, I I hope both the games are are comparable to that Eagle Saints game because that was uh, that was a great game. So did you oh, did you see Brady's Instagram post though? Uh, no, what was his Instagram? It was post? just him like walking on a treadmill, saying like, hey, "Dude, if you don't, do you follow him on Instagram?" No, come on, dude, give him a follow. It's it'll change your life. This guy is the greatest human being on the planet. If he if My he, follow, if he follows if he follows post game shake, I'll give him a follow. Okay, deal. I'll tell him that. But it was but in the background, he was it was he was working out to Many Men by Fifty Cent. Okay, you know that one. Many Men yep. wish death upon me. Blood in my eye, dog, and I can't see. Dude, it was un- like it was so perfect, like. He's embracing how much people are counting him out right now, and I love that. He's on, like, a war path, and I think that I know that he's going to go into Kansas City. He's going to win the game. So, Said like a true Patriots fan. I guess we'll wait and see, right? I mean, yep. 
that's why you play the game. So um, we'll go in, we'll go in there, and and not not we they'll go in there and see and see what happens, and and you know hopefully hopefully it works out for you. So I I hope one day you love a team as much as I do, so you refer to them as we and not they. It will never happen. Okay. Actually, no, that's not true because the team that I played on, every team I played on, I said we, and I love them as much as you could ever love anything. So you, you know what I mean, though. Yeah, I know. Um, all right, so the, the last the last kind of um, thing we want to touch on quickly is is Kyler Murray making headlines for um, just sending a a brief tweet. I mean, it was I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have wanted it to be anything else because it was it was a huge deal and and he just he just goes I am declaring for the NFL draft from Twitter and it was like obviously it was gonna it was gonna spark a lot of headlines you know for obvious reasons but I mean the way he did it was just perfect and. And I just I want to hear you know what what you're thinking if if you think it's a good decision a bad decision or, or just kind of maybe kind of putting yourself in his shoes. Yeah, I mean it. I I don't think there's a an exact answer for whether it's a good decision or a bad decision. I personally I don't know how good he is at baseball. From what I've heard, he would be a number one uh, a first round pick. He already um, was a first round pick. Yeah, but wouldn't he have to? Doesn't he go through the process again? Or no? no? He he would sign. He would sign with. Oh, the he would sign. With, oh, okay. So he was four, a first round pick. Yes, yeah, uh, first round pick of the A's and as an infielder and or outfielder. Sorry. And so he, I guess he was offered a four point nine million dollar contract. Okay, so we had talked about that. I know, but I I got confused because I know that sometimes you have to go through it twice. Like I, there's a situation kid, Blaine O'Brien, incredible baseball player, he got drafted twice. So I didn't know if maybe it like expired. Yeah, because you can yeah because you can get drafted for high school and then go to college and you can get drafted to your junior year of college and if you forego it again you play your senior year you can get drafted three times technically. Okay, so that's my bad, but I think you know what, man, if his heart's in football, go to play football. I, I think you need to, especially at the professional level, play the sport that you're going to be excited to go to the stadium or, um, field ballpark and just work hard. And if you're able to enjoy what you're doing, work hard every day and try to be the best that you can be, it's something you love. I think that's amazing. I think if there's a little bit of a difference in monetary value, whatever it may be, um, I don't think that makes up for choosing the wrong sport. Um, I'm happy for him. I'm excited for him. He's a five, nine quarterback. I don't know if he's going to be good, but there are a lot of people that are excited about him and think he's going to be an early pick. Uh, we were talking, I think, you know, the, there's talk that the Giants could want a guy like him, let him develop for a year behind Eli Manning, which would then be electric to see that guy play with Saquon and Odell uh, and even Evan Ingram. Um, Seriously, that'd be, that'd so be awesome. I'm happy. I like if, if that's because he had mentioned that, you know, he's this is where his heart's at. So if that's what he's doing, then uh, I'm happy for him. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think it's all I mean, everyone can can analyze it a million different ways and say what what his, what the best decision for him would be. But no one no one knows. And, and he doesn't even know. And um, I think you just got to gotta pick pick your heart, pick where your heart you know desires. And obviously he's uh, he's leaning towards football and he loves he loves football more than more than he loves baseball. And I mean, what what a better way to kind of keep proving people wrong on the on the um on the theme of the day, obviously with uh, with Brownie coming on, prove you know prove everybody wrong that things are too short to beat an NFL quarterback. Prove everyone wrong that thinks you should have picked baseball. I mean, just you know, just do you. And I'm, I'm I'll, I'll be rooting for him. I'll, I'll I'll say that. I mean, unless he he goes to the Steelers or or whatever, and I have to root against them every every week. But I mean, other than that, I, I really hope you know he he kind of goes in the NFL and and shuts everybody up and and kind of you know knocks the haters down a peg because you know it'd be great to see that. Yeah, and he's a he's an Allen High School legend, which is. Uh... There, that stadium's. Did we talk about this right around the corner from our? Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't think he ever lost a high school game. So 
Unbelievable. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be really cool to follow. And I know there'll be a lot of – there'll be some takes on both sides, and I'm sure people will agree, and especially with the whole concussion thing in the NFL and uh, CTE and more awareness around that. There are going to be a lot of people that think that he should just go the route that will protect his body long-term. And I do see that argument, especially with the amount of information that's out there. But I don't know. I think the game's going to uh, going to expand and grow to a point where, especially quarterbacks, as we've seen – are babied a little bit and protected. So good for him. Happy yeah. for him. Obviously, um, it'll be interesting to watch, and, and we'll be we'll be watching with a with a keen eye, both of us. So yeah. um, I think that kind of wraps up our, our beginning our beginning segment here. Um, so without further ado, we're going to kick it to our interview with Cam Brown. Enjoy. We are here with former University of Maine captain. Current Wilkesbury Scranton Penguin and our favorite Proof People Wrong co-founder, Cam Brown. Great to have you on the podcast. How you doing? <laughs> Thanks for having me. I like that jab at Chaz there. Yeah, I hope he listens. He probably hasn't listened to a single one, but but still. no chance, no chance. Yeah, screw, <laughs> screw him anyway. I don't, I don't care if he listens or not. We're still gonna jab. Yeah. Him. yeah. Thanks for having me on, though, boys. I'm excited. Yeah, we're pumped to have you. Um, we want to start off talking a little bit about Proof People Wrong. Um. What exactly? So, like, what was the inspiration for it? Like, how'd you guys get that started? Like, how'd you, how do you guys know each other? That kind of stuff. We were, uh, we were all training in, um, in Dedham, I think. Myself, obviously, Chaz, um, Kyle Nickerson, and Jack Brewer, um, kind of lifting and skating, um, at, uh, Bach. And we just, uh, I don't know, we all kind of want to play college hockey and, you know, we've all been doubted for different things or everyone's been told, you know, like too small, too slow, whatever it, it may be. Um, Jazz is probably the late. too slow one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, too, <laughs> and too dumb. <laughs> too many IPAs for Chaz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and we kind of, uh, we made a wristband just in the basement, ordered like, uh, ordered four of them uh, just for us and wore them to the gym and stuff. Um, and then kind of guys, guys were kind of asking about it. Oh, what's that brace? So like, I'd wear one, rock one, whatever, uh, went with that. And we, we were like, screw it. Let's just order like a thousand bands, ordered a thousand bands. And, uh, kind of the rest is just kept, it kept getting bigger and bigger. And, um, I don't know, everyone seemed to relate and like it. So, yeah, yeah, dude, I remember, I don't think I even knew you guys yet, or maybe we were skating, in Dedham and I like knew who you guys were, but I remember having one of those proof people wrong bracelets. I like barely even knew you guys, but like, it was the thing to have. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Cause I was, uh, I, yeah, I was in Portland playing, uh, playing juniors in, in the EJ. And I mean, I'm not even kidding. 85, 90% of my teammates were wearing them and like, one would break and you'd be like, who has an extra one? You usually, you, you, you need like need to wear one, one to have it. So I'm, yeah, I'm curious, cool. like, obviously you were a, a ton and it kind of caught on, but like, do you remember at, at what point you guys were kind of like, or even in your brain, you're like, wow, this is like legit. People are wearing like our idea. Like, did it ever kind of like uh, have a euphoric moment where you're like, wow, this is crazy. Um, well, I guess two things, like now I would say right now, like I love seeing like our favorite thing, I guess, actually for all four of us is like, when you see in someone's like Twitter or Instagram bio, like PPW, I think that's kind of pretty Yeah, cool. that's awesome. And then when we were at school, I was at Nate Akai, 
Chaz was at what Needham High, uh, Nickerson at Weston, and uh, Brewer was at Rivers. And we were like, you know, we'd be texting or talking how it's going and stuff. But I remember like my senior year in high school, just kind of, I don't know, everyone was just wearing the wristband. I was like, oh, damn, this maybe this could get pretty big kind of thing, you know? Yeah. That was a pretty cool moment. And then, but then how did it evolve into something where you guys had like Tim Thomas and I don't know, who else did you guys have? We've we've had a lot of people, but Thomas was kind of the big one. We Thomas was the big one that kind of like, I guess, set us off. Um, you you guys know the story kind of like we wrote him a letter. Um, actually, you guys all know Shane ba- Shane Bailey, obviously. Yeah, Bales. I know the name. Yeah, um, I don't know if I Bales' dad. Um, when the Bruins won the cup in 2011, was um working a duck boat, and I think he was on with Tom Karen. Okay. And he asked Tom Karen to like stuff this. We wrote this letter and uh, had a t-shirt and a bunch of wristbands and had a letter, handwritten letter to, to Tim Thomas. Um, and he, uh, apparently Tom Karen stuffed it in his hockey bag and Tim Thomas doesn't really skate much in the summer. So <laughs> we thought, Oh, at, we actually went to the parade and we're like, man, maybe he's going to be, uh, Maybe he's going to be rocking a band, you know, yeah. or like a t-shirt, imagine, you know, obviously young and like thought he would do that, but, uh, obviously didn't wear it. Didn't time pass. We didn't think anything of it. And then, um, in the fall, I got like a voicemail from, um, his like manager, um, saying he got the letter and like, he'd love the meetup. And we were like, so fired up, obviously about that. Dude, that's huge. I can imagine. Yeah, he's funny. He's probably was, he's got like the Phil Kessel mindset. Like he probably doesn't skate at all in the summer. Yeah, <laughs> shows up to camp out of way out of shape and just like kills it. <laughs> Especially yeah. after the cup too. Like oh, screw yeah. it, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> gotta take some serious time off after that. So yeah. that was obviously I've I've no idea what he's doing now to be honest. Yeah, I mean probably probably rocking a couple of PPW wristbands honestly, a couple shirts, yeah, rocking true. those hats. We so. Timmy, have you been over to the uh, what is, is that Nickers Nickerson's house? Nickerson's house, yeah, the barn. Yeah, yeah that's and then there's just like a, it's like a graveyard of like Tim Thomas hats. Didn't he have yeah. you order like the, like, uh, the those like weird yeah. ones? They're like the military hats. Like the brim is like a lot shorter. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we still got a lot of those. Yeah, Charlie around. Charlie would would point to you and be like, "If you guys want some of those hats, they're really they're really popular." Obviously, joking yeah. around, there's like huge yeah. boxes on unboxes of them. That's kind of funny. boxes on boxes. Yeah, yeah. yeah but so classic. So you guys kind of did this thing early early on, like obviously before you all went to college, you were high school kids. And- yep. Really early on. Yeah. So, um, it's this kind of a two part question. So like what, what made you like, how, how was the process of, of figuring out what to do when you guys went to college? And then also like, what was, you know, the hard and challenging parts of running it, you know, when you were still, you know, teenagers, essentially not in college yet. Um, I think, I guess I'll go with the second part first as teenagers, we were kind of thought we knew we didn't fully know what we were doing, but we still thought we could kind of figure it out. I think we made a lot of, uh, I don't know. I guess little mistakes that add up that we, we could have maybe if we started it now, we could have, uh, I guess, fixed. Um, and then at, at school, um, we were like, Hey, we'll just kind of do our best. We'll have Kyle's brother at the barn, send out orders and stuff like that. Um, but actually my freshman year, um, actually before my first college game, 
I got like a, a call from um, the compliance officer at Maine, like compliance. Oh, like, I compliance didn't think lady of that. At Maine. Yeah, yeah. And she like basically scared the crap out of me, and like it was maybe a Tuesday or Wednesday, and our my first college game would have been Friday. And she's like, uh, I don't know if you, you're going to be able to play because you have your name on this like this company. Like, what? Really obviously, know what it was. Yeah. And then she called. Uh, Chaz was still playing juniors, I believe. She called uh, Trinity and Dartmouth too, and like uh, called those schools compliance officers. But then I got like a, a warning, and it was all good. But. That's crazy, though, because the NCAA... We had had to, like, take our name off the website and stuff. Yeah, it's weird. I wonder how much... So were you able to stick with it while you were playing, or did they make you... Is that when you guys decided that you needed to sell it? Or or hand it off? Yeah, we kind of handed it off a little bit. Um, Yeah, I think it was that year, my freshman year. Um, So that would have been, what, 13, 14? Yeah. Um, Yeah. We handed it off, and we were, like, we kind of were still doing stuff with it, but I guess we weren't really supposed to be or couldn't have our name on the website type thing, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, did you see? Because that kid, yeah. um, what was it NCAA? It was football, right? Where that kid had to choose between his YouTube channel or playing for his college football team. <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> really? I'm not even kidding. Come on. That is no, true. they like, they, 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 same thing as you, Brownie, but on like a crazier scale, they literally yeah. pulled the kid in where they were like, you're making money using your name. And this is a YouTube channel he had started when he was younger. So it had yeah. nothing to do with like, it had nothing to do with football or anything, but it was either he had to choose between that YouTube channel and having a football career. And I honest to God think he chose the YouTube channel. Dude. <laughs> I'd have Legend. to look into that because I or that was like the hype yeah. around it was like yeah this kid's yeah. gonna choose his YouTube channel that's just which so is dumb. just a joke yeah, crazy seriously yeah. like being able to play being able to play college football and like utilize that platform to make a little more money like give the kid a break Jesus it should be encouraged yeah seriously. it should be like that, like hey we can't pay you to play but use your own personal brand to make you know a living or some money that can translate to after college if football doesn't work out for you, which it doesn't for like, you know, 90% of the guys. Yeah. But instead it's just like, they, they just like um, a dictatorship. Yeah. It's robbery. I know. Yeah. So what did you guys do after you sold it? Or did you just Uh, keep in touch with them at all or? Yeah. So we, we basically uh, like, we didn't really sell it. We gave a contract to, um, a couple guys who we uh, met through one of our investors um, and they kind of were going to rebrand it. And uh, we liked their vibe at first and everything and had, uh, had them kind of run the show and we were kind of going to take a back seat, but still obviously kind of make decisions and be in the loop. Um, and actually, um, sorry, I'm kind of rambling, but they oh, no, uh, yeah, ramble ahead. The, the contract, the contracts all over as of uh jan one so i think the boys might be be taking it back oh and, uh, yeah <laughs> the boys are back <laughs> big news well i, d- you I don't heard know, it here like... first on post game yeah <laughs> hashtag not fake news that's exciting dude because it's you guys are all you've all kind of created your own uh like pathway too like you guys have all done pretty well in your sport so yeah uh, you could use that, you know it, yeah. you have a platform you have instagram followers and I mean, you could do something with that. Yeah, I'd yeah, love to I see you try, guys I think take we're going to try to uh, obviously still going through some like 
I guess, contract stuff and getting everything fully back. But yeah, maybe up and running in a little bit and kind of take another whack at it. That's awesome. Absolutely. So that'd be cool. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, just kind of skipping up. I'm, I guess, not skipping ahead, but going to your freshman year at Maine. Um, mm-hmm. You obviously got there. Did people on your team – already know about PPW or if they knew about it, did they know that you were behind it? I'm, I'm kind of curious how that whole transition process went. Um, a little bit. So I played with one guy um, I played with in juniors. Uh, this kid, Brian Morgan. Um, he's in Florida right now, I think. Um, playing for the Everblades. He, uh, he knew, obviously knew about it and kind of told uh, some of my freshman class, I guess. But my freshman class, like, I think I remember maybe one kid. I was like, oh, I've I've heard of that, you know, because mm-hmm. the hockey community is obviously small. But they didn't really know exactly what it was. They'd be like, oh, I've I've heard of PPW, you know. But that's pretty much it. Yeah, because it was so huge in the junior hockey community. Maybe it was just a junior hockey community thing. I don't know. But I assumed that it was kind of a mixture of both. And it probably was. Maybe it was just a couple of the kids didn't didn't know what it was, you know. Yeah, I think junior hockey and like I don't know, maybe I guess just more of the northeast, like our the Mass area, New England area, yeah. is probably the main market to start off. You know, so not to hop ahead, obviously to one year at Maine, but kind of talk about um, you know getting to Maine, choosing choosing to play there. You know, whether what, what other schools were looking at you and and kind of that whole process. Um, okay, so yeah, I I committed when I was um, I committed when I was pretty young. Um, like 16 and a half. And they're, so they're, it was kind of my, it was my first actual offer. Um, I had talked to Northeastern a little bit on the phone, like RPI on the phone, um, done an unoffic- unofficial at Harvard. No chance. What were your SAT scores? Were they close? Oh, I'm not going to say him on this. Hold on, hold on. Funny, not to hijack the story, but I know Charlie was telling us one day at at lunch to like, at at, so I guess Needham High they don't do a four zero scale, they do a five zero scale for GPA, and so I guess like his GPA was pretty good if you were on a four point zero scale, not a five point zero scale. And Harvard, I guess, found out or or they're like, oh, your GPA is that, and then like they. They looked at all of his transcripts and they're like, "Oh, that's on a five-point oh, scale." And it was yeah. like, "Yeah, never mind." He's like, "Oh, shoot." <laughs> but he, he like thought he had a chance. Snake it till you make it. Yeah. Bit. Yeah. Seriously. Anyway, sorry. That's sorry to interrupt you. But no, no worries. Um, yeah. So no chance at that. But then uh, I, I um, it was in the summer and I, I played. I knew they were coming to watch me, and then I um, ended up going on uh, not official. Actually, it was still unofficial then. I kind of went up to campus, checked it out. It was in the summer, but um, I kind of just, I don't know. Me and my mom were laughing after. We just thought it was the right place for me. Seemed like a good fit. Um, obviously, a good, good hockey atmosphere and stuff. Um, what was the so uh, – kind of went with that. What's it called again? Al- Alfond Arena. Alfond. Yeah, I've been there once. It's a pretty cool place. Oh, it's, man, I miss it. It Sick. reminds me of Northeastern uh, where it's like uh, – it just feels like everybody's on top of the ice. Yeah, they got like this. Our student section's right behind the net, and then it's like right over top of the netting. Like it's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's a kind of old, older, older rink too. Yeah, but character yeah. full of full character. Of character. Oh, so, yeah. so obviously you went there or uh, visited unofficially when you were young. But you know, 
did you then go back that fall or winter and go and go see a game and 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 then you know you were kind of like I gotta go I gotta go you know play here and play a home game here. I think I uh, I think I waited maybe a week and then called them back and like I guess officially committed. Uh, but then I I went up. Uh, I would watch them like when they if they came to the Boston area. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I I actually saw a game there till maybe like two years later at home. I think they played Providence. Um, and yeah, the atmosphere was sweet. It was obviously like negative 10 out freezing <laughs> or no, uh, but it was sick atmosphere. Um, so I was excited for it. Obviously me and Timmy were talking about it. Um, we were saying how it's crazy to have Arizona state jumping into the college hockey game. So if you have somebody that's going to go on a visit to say, Orono, you go to University of Maine, and great oh, you know, hockey East program <laughs> like, with a ton of history and character. And you take them up there in like early December, and you're like, hey, check this game out. And then this kid goes down to Arizona State, and he's like chilling at the beach. Not the beach, I guess. Chilling at the pool, and they're like incredible, like all hot girls around. And like the, the place must be probably 75, 80 degrees then. It, it's almost oh my God. how do you get kids to stay in New England? Dude, I know. It's, I know. I think it's going to be tough. I think those, those schools yeah, might and, start and they to even over, I'm, man. Like if, if all those big schools jump oh. into, like Penn State. Yeah, but they do like a Penn Big State Ten Conference in, like, type thing, which they have. Yeah. But if all yeah. those football schools, like, they're gonna crush not only it. do you, you get to tailgate so in the fall. So much money. Yeah, I mean it's oh man, yeah, oh, unbelievable man. experience. And then I think I think those those teams, are dude, I think really really good, like really. Is it, ranked, what is ASU right now? Are maybe top ten. They were ranked we're, uh, I went to the BC game last weekend or this past weekend, and they had the rankings up on the board, and Arizona State was right there. I was like, that's and at BC, I don't even know if they're ranked. Which it's just what a world we live in. Where oh, Arizona man. State yeah. is a top ten team in the country, yeah. BC's not ranked. But it just yeah. goes to show you, it's hey, if you're a stud Sick. college hockey player and your goal is to use college hockey to get to the NHL, why not chill at the pool while you do it? <laughs> right? yeah, I, know. I know, especially if you're if you're that good, yeah, it, like doesn't really matter. Like where say ASU was struggling and you're just a stud and you can go to ASU and still right. still make and it. Even, yeah, and even we were talking to Connor about uh, the difference between playing in the queue and playing in like and you know he was committed to Penn State. So, hey, you're a guy like that, and you're on mm-hmm. the fence about going to, like, you know, maybe BC is a little too uh, studious for you. But you go to Arizona State, you're basically playing yeah. in a queue. You don't really have to go to class very often. <laughs> it's kind of like a happy wow. medium. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Dude, they Perfect. should hire me to be, like, their salesperson. I could, that, was, that was a pretty good pitch. You know, yeah, I seriously. could grab all these good kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. God, I either. can imagine. Whatever, right? I, we chose Babson, so we that's where we wanted to be. And you, I would, I, I would say Babson chose me more so yeah, than I chose. We Babson. have no regrets. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't choose anything. Yeah, dude. No. dude speaking of uh, Babson, I, I played with so I've like skated or played or known yeah. so many Babson kids. I was looking, at, I was looking before who, doing my. Who homework, do you so you know, besides the, Charlie? Uh, I mean, there's so the many local kids, so. I know Driscoll, Phillips. Oh, we got to talk about Tash, you playing with Phillips this year. Uh, O'Neal, 
Anderson, Molesco. Uh, that, that's yeah, yeah, thirteen, that's fourteen. Um, so uh, a couple, a couple things. I, w- I was asking a couple, a couple kids like if they had any any funny stories about you. And so I live with uh, Pat Young, and okay, yeah. yeah and no, so rumor has then. it you played with a wooden stick when you're growing up for like a long time. Is that true? Well, uh, I used a wooden stick for a little bit, but then I used like a wooden blade when it was, kind of, <laughs> it was pretty out of style. Like a two piece Z bubble. And the... like I had the, I, I had like a, I had a Z, like a ultralight, oh, yeah, maybe baby. the brown ultralight with a, like a senior, uh, <laughs> Thornton curve. Yeah. So it was like longer. That is pretty funny. Yeah, but when you're a kid, there's no reason to be using a $250 stick anyway. No, I know. I, did, I don't builds, think I no. ever broke it. It builds thing. character. It yeah, I'm sure you were. Like every every kid wanted yeah, an right. ultralight, either an ultralight or a Z bubble. Like that was the that was the shaft slash stick to have, like in that you know time frame. Yeah, I yeah. got a Z bubble yeah, for Christmas one year. It was the best Christmas present I ever got. Yeah, unbelievable. It yeah. was unbelievable. Also, yeah. I, I think oh, I got a yellow synergy once. Do you I still have I, it? I used it once. Though. You got to put that. On I was the like, I'm going back. Your man still got it. Still that got stick it. is uh, Marty St. Louis used that stick until like two years ago. Until the day he died, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, still, he's still using that Chicago Panthers league. 100%, dude. They probably uh, just make him like the brand new stick and wrap it, which I that's not a hot take. I'm pretty sure that's what they do. Yeah, they definitely do that. Um, he, they probably just sell <laughs> them. They give them like a dozen a year, I'm sure. Like that guy did so much for that brand. They're probably oh, like, hey, yeah. here's a bunch of yellow synergies. Oh, yeah. That's sick. Great swag for him. Um, the, the other thing that I had written down just from, from talking, I, it was actually, I was, I was over at Chaz's place, um, and Nickerson and, uh, Brewer were there and he was brought. Are they at the, the what is he at? The, the Avalon. North, uh, not North yeah, Avalon. yeah, the Avalon. He's like, that nice, place yeah. is unbelievable. Place nice. Hooked yeah. Up to the garden. Um, and so yeah, Charlie was like grilling, it. just, you know, being, being a, an idiot. But anyway, the reason I, it, it reminded me of was you brought in Maleshko, And I think they were telling the story you played on the 92 Kings team when you were like and you and you played up a year and they were telling me some of the kids are on that team and like that was like the most loaded Massachusetts team debatably ever. Yeah, we had a we had a sick team. Uh, God, I'm gonna I'm gonna run out of names, but yeah, like Kevin Hayes, obviously the biggest name. Yeah, uh, Tom O'Regan, Danny O'Regan, I think Tom's like a comedian now, too. right? Uh, That's funny. I don't really yeah, know him. I yeah, just New York Danny City. He was right? talking about Tom doing stand-ups. There and was, Danny, there I mean, dude, Danny's killing it. I think they're the playing college system right now. Yeah. Ripping it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anybody else? Uh, I mean, dude, Kevin Hayes, like, he's killing it. Dude, he's, he's What year was that? Was he was it, like, or, Always How old were you? Obviously, it was the 92 team, but, like. Probably, I don't know, yeah. 12 or 13. Did they say you, you guys went up to play in a tournament you played against? Was it the Toronto Canadians and you played against Sagan and somebody else? Yeah, Skinner. Yeah, Skinner, yeah. I think. Skinner. Yeah. yeah. He's out not, not year, bad. Huh? What is he? Do you have 30? I think he hit 30. A million goals. Yeah, yeah. He, he played. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was actually watching the game they had on oh, Angel Network. They, they, they were playing um, Buffalo, and he uh, he knocked one out of midair. Or, sorry, Buffalo was playing Carolina. My bad. And and he, yeah, he knocked him out of midair to get really? his thirtieth. It was a sick that goal was too. sick. Yeah. I saw that too. Yeah. What are you That's gonna do? Sick. If you're the goalie, nothing. Yeah, he's exactly. Nasty. Jeez. So then, what was it? What was it after the Kings? What were those? So like, uh, was that? I don't know. What? So was that then to Rivers and oh, then no. you what? I played yeah Kings. I think uh, 
Rivers. Oh, Jesus. Going way back here. I was Rivers 7th grade mm-hmm. through 10th grade. And I think I yeah. played like Kings in the fall. And then you, um, uh, you were kind of a traitor. You went over to the Monarchs. I went, yeah. So I, well, I went advantage for a year, my junior year of high school. And then senior year, I went to yeah, I went to New Hampshire Monarchs in the EJ my senior year of high school, and then uh, my first year off, and then yeah, two years off. So then I went to Sioux City uh, and got traded to Youngstown. So so okay, so Sioux yeah. City was what not year? Sh- how old were you when you were not there? too shabby? Yeah, seriously, Sioux City. Um... How old was I? 19? Wild. Maybe. I went in at, I think I went in at 20. Chaz came with me to Sioux City. <laughs> didn't for a bit. Why, why didn't he stick it? Or was he there for the year? Oh, and then he got like a staff infection after that. Not to like throw this yeah. dirty laundry out there, but <laughs> he's, he's literally he's thinking gonna that's that. how you get staff. He's going to love this yeah. podcast. Well, this will, this will be his motivation to listen because we just, you know, just talk bad about me the entire time. Yeah. 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 Rip, ripping them. I, well, so <laughs> what, what was the difference between the EJ and the USHL? Give us like, it, for in whatever uh, way you want to express it, like speed, overall talent, like that. Obviously they treat you a lot better in the USHL. Fans, fans were that the yeah. game too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fans is cool yeah uh i would say the biggest thing is uh maybe it's a little like deeper yeah um, i see what you're saying f- maybe four lines um yeah and you're right maybe just like more i guess professionally get treated a little better like you're getting sticks and stuff not like hoping you have a hoping yeah. you didn't break your stick or hope you broke your stick <laughs> in a 30-day window yeah. so you you know can get a new we stick had guys for free without your parents to like, bitch uh, night they would get the stick and then what would be like a 30 day warranty or a 60 day warranty 30 day. So like day yeah, 30 would be think, guys yeah. like propping the stick up on a, on a chair and like just jumping up and down on it until it broke. Yeah. So you get yeah, your free stick, your one free stick out of that. Got it. Uh, got, you got to do yeah. it. Yeah. And not to mention in the EJ, you're paying like yeah. eight grand to play and then you're buying your own equipment too. I know. What, how do you, Damn. Yeah. Yeah. is it free now? Yeah, it's yeah. free now. Called I was talking to somebody about right? uh, about this over Christmas break. Like, it's it's completely free now. And it's like, I was like five, How's years, that funded? five years too late. I told my dad that. And he was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But where do they get the money from? There's I, no revenue. Can no, I'm pre- pretty sure the yeah, – I'm pretty sure they – No, I have no idea. I'm pretty sure the Maybe owners used team. I think I, like that's – Oh, really? I think they wanted to, like, keep the New England town around – this this is this is like my very scratching yeah. the surface. I like Tr- no knowledge of what's going on. I think they want to keep the New England town in New England. So the owners kind of got together, like, listen, if we like front this money, we can keep the kids there. I don't know why they would do that, but that's I think what's going on. The problem with trying to keep all the yeah. kids in New England and like setting up that I, the USPHL comment or uh, concept where it's like the Eastern version of the USHL is like. It'd be great if you could feasibly work it out, but there's too many college hockey teams around here for to create like a market for fans to come watch. I yeah, mean. people don't watch the games exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, but and yeah, then what's their yeah. what's their goal in the long run if they're going to front all this money? Are they hoping that it turns into that? Must I honestly? I honestly have no idea. Yeah, this, just, is, this is a this is a black hole. I, I don't know either. No idea what's going on. I, I, I think I heard too that that youth teams oh, were that's, paying for. I've it heard that too, too Brownie. Yeah, <clears throat> like a percentage percentage of. I'm not. I've heard that too. The, that, but 
could be just you could charge up, twenty grand for that. a season for youth hockey, and you'd get parents <laughs> that would pay it. <laughs> just make just making youth yeah. Yeah. Youth, <laughs> youth hockey way more expensive. Yeah, yeah right. Awesome. Yeah, you get oh, it. You get God. for free if you're like an unbelievable nineteen-year-old player. But other than that, you're never gonna get your money's worth. Yeah. Jesus Christ. All <laughs> right. So so obviously Maine. Um, and, you know, had, had four good years there. And then, you know, your senior year, captain, 39 points in 34 games. Obviously, things kind of, I don't say clicked because they have been clicking, but clicked a little bit more than before, and you kind of had a great year. And, you know, just kind of talk about, you know, what happened your senior year, but then also the, the transition from college and, and then getting, a, getting an opportunity to play to play pro. Uh, I think, yeah, I guess my, my senior year clicked. I played with um, this kid, Blaine Byron. He's actually my roommate for four years, just – stud um knows how to put the puck in the net um and i got I, we played together for four years pretty much yeah our whole college career um and we kind of just i think we had a little more confidence going into our senior year and uh yeah it just clicked and things i mean dude you had 39 well, points i'd say things are going pretty well yeah you also had 35 assists you had four <laughs> yeah, goals so obviously obviously that kid yeah, yeah. trying to balance hey, that out a little bit more, though. Score, passing the puck. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> That's right. But, yeah. Okay, so then, Seriously. I mean, we worked out nah. together that summer, and I know you were trying to get an AHL contract. Yeah. I mean, there are guys coming out of Hockey East with a lot less points than 39 that are getting NHL deals. And we talked about it, how frustrating it is. But, like, I mean, yeah, size maybe. Like, you're a little bit of a smaller guy. But, like – I mean, how frustrating is it for you to, to see these guys that you know you're just as good at, if not better, with less points than you, and then they're getting a bigger contract? Like, how, how's that? Oh, that's yeah. a tough one to answer. Uh, I don't know. I just – I was kind of hoping, I guess, for not even a contract, more just like, uh, I guess, an ATL, like an right. amateur tryout. Maybe with an A team, five games, hopefully prove myself, something like that. Yeah, prove people wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So obviously, uh, didn't didn't work out. Um, so I kind of waited after my senior year for a little bit, and um, I ended up signing with Adirondack, uh, playing, and then we got knocked out of playoffs and went back to school, and kind of went from there, and then. Ended up yeah, and, and then, dude, you so, killed it in Wheeling. You had fifty three points in fifty five games, and and not only did you just like tear up Wheeling, you were breaking my heart every time we played you guys. I think we've talked about this, but I think that first game we played you guys, we lost like four to one or something, and you had like three or four points, and just like were wreaking havoc on me. <laughs> I I remember you were giving me crap because I remember like I scored off my yeah and I turned around and I was like really <laughs> that's like I'm, I'm I'm like playing Muzz and I was like oh my man like I would love to score a goal on Muzz I'm like shooting from <laughs> everywhere can't score them puck just like goes off my chest into the net yeah, it was funny because we were skating all summer and like for whatever reason the puck just like wasn't going in the net for you and. And it just, but no, Never. but it just, you weren't getting the bounces. Especially like, on you. The, I was like, I know this is going to come back to haunt me because, like, the universe works itself out and balances itself out. And who, like, <laughs> obviously, first game we play, like, <laughs> you get, like, you had two sick assists and you had the puck bouncing off your chest. And I literally turned around and I was like, so no funny. way. I was like, I knew it. I know. I know when it happened. <laughs> and you're like, Are you kidding And then me? I think the next time you buried yeah, one, like, low blocker on me. And I was like, all right, here we go again. 
But oh man, couple lucky bounces because I never, I yeah. never score on you in the summer. Couldn't couldn't score on you in September. This, this September, either. yeah. Well, dude, I mean, Jesus, you guys were taking shots from like outside the circles and stuff. So I'd say your fifty three points is uh, no. is a good but, standard for where you're at right now. My, my which is which, which is right weird. Now. Which is really weird because we we. I'm always humble, boys. I don't have anything <laughs> we, uh, to brag about. You uh, know? Jesus. I'm just an average person on on a better than average podcast. Me, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> me, me, uh, me, Timmy Harrison, Kevin Rooney, and Des Bergen would uh, skate at the bog this summer and legit take a million shots yeah. on Muzz. Like, we'd make <laughs> up the weirdest drills ever, like two yeah. wraparounds, like three shots in the slot. He just. This was when I was trying to like make up for my lack of playing all summer. So so I was like, "All right, boys, like, just I'll skate every day, and you can take a million shots." And I was trying to figure out if I was going to play, but obviously, it wasn't in the cards for me with the body falling apart. But yeah, I mean, all right, so dude, whatever. Back to you. You got called up. Your first AHL call up was with Springfield, and we played thirteen games. You scored a goal. Uh, had an assist. What was it like? What was the transition like? I mean, the AHL game is a lot different than the ECHL game. So how did that? How did it feel with your style of play? Um, I guess well, first off, going to Springfield was sick, just because it's I was one hour yeah. ten from home, so that was cool. I could have uh, some buddies, my family, like come come to games and stuff. And I think a couple times we had two days off when I was there. Because it was kind of in like February, playing a lot of games, and I would just buzz home. And my mom was making me pancakes. It was pretty That's sweet. That's awesome. Um, uh, the trans transition was it was good. It's, it's tough. Uh, it it is a lot different. I'd say it's like more like college, um, definitely than the coast. Like, you know, the coast can be more, I guess, east west, where where uh, I guess the American leagues more north south. Pretty obviously, guys are just. Guys are so fast and stuff. It's crazy. Just the amount of time you have is yeah. Yeah. none. And uh, but it was it was a sweet experience. I was obviously thankful for it. Uh, getting to play in Massachusetts and kind of get my first. I yeah, guess absolutely. look at the age. Yeah. And then I don't know. Like I'm, I'm even confused looking at this. So you were with Wheeling, who is affiliated with Wilkesbury, and you also got called up by Wilkesbury that year. Yeah, so the end of the year, um, end of the year, we didn't make playoffs in Wheeling, um, and Wilkes's uh, year was kind of wrapping up. Um, kind of called a couple of us up. Um, we played the last regular season game in Wilkes, and I was just there for playoffs, kind of working out. That's great, though. Um, Obviously, enough. Because yeah, did you so sign cool an AHL contract this year? Yeah, this uh, this Unreal, summer. Man. I mean, congrats, that's that. awesome. Um, Went home for the summer, man. And then thanks, I mean, and you thanks, backed it up so far thirty thirty four and, and thirty in Wheeling, and then you obviously recently got got called up. I think the second time this year, and you and you scored scored the other night. So talk about this year and kind of how things are how things are falling into place Wheeling and then Wilkesbury. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I started off a little slow in uh, Wheeling, and then uh, started to pick it up um, a bit. Actually, Mikey Phillips was burying yeah. everything. I, that's what we saw that too. On the, yeah. on the power play, right? 
Are you guys are on you the peeper? Yeah. Are, oh yeah. He's scoring everything. We we were sh- we were shooting pucks, buddies. After uh, after practice, we were uh, we were convinced we were getting some puck luck for, hey, for shooting pucks Cardinal. after practice. Yeah. Um. But then I uh, started to pick it up a bit. Um. And then, uh, yeah, I guess got called up, and I've been here for I've been here for five games. Played two, scratched one, and played another two. Um, so just kind of taking it day by day, though. Don't really know my yeah. situation, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. You guys know how it is. And just kind of uh, Absolutely. going with the flow, Absolutely. I guess. So how does it work? Are they uh, are they giving you good feedback, and are they kind of leaving you hanging? Like, what's the deal? Are... Uh, not, I'm not getting, like, too much feedback. I, I played a lot more this weekend. Um, we played uh, at Charlotte. It was actually a sweet, I've sweet heard little city. We played um, – Friday, Saturday, so that was cool. Um, kind of get to know the guys and stuff. Um, I, I got a really good opportunity, I guess, ice time wise uh, this weekend. So, just trying to make the most of it every time I get it. You know, every shift I get, like yeah. I said, you guys know how every it is. Ap- just trying yeah. to mock and and make a play or, or do every something. Every opportunity, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. I was because I was laughing when Maz, uh, when you were asking me to come on, I was like. Yeah, like I can do Tuesday, but I was like, like yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna be here Tuesday. Am I gonna be in a car? Yeah, we kind of figured we're pretty flexible, so so yeah. You just don't tell yeah. us, and you're like, hey, Brownie, how's it going? How's 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 Wilkes? I'm actually in the car, back to back to Wheeling. Driving <laughs> back to West Virginia, I'm in the middle of nowhere right now. Yeah. <laughs> How is Wilkes? Is it? Uh, yeah. I know Wheeling. I know it's. I don't want to say anything negative about Wheeling, but it's a little bit of a different place. <laughs> Hey, let me say this actually. Wheeling gets a bad rap though. Like our setup, like obviously not not the most beautiful <laughs> yeah. city, I guess I'll say. But like our setup's not bad. We, like you've seen yep. it, right? We we live right across the uh, like legit two hundred yards from the rink. So you get back from a trip or and you just walk over to walk over to the apartments. The apartments are like uh, I think this is the second year, or third year they've had them. They're really nice. Yeah, those were really nice. Um, you, yeah, you can't wait. You can't be just like stumbling up in the morning and it's walking across. It's like college all over again, right? To, to Seriously, yeah. Way, you know, yeah. It's a lot better than like me. So. Like I stumble out of bed and then I'm like behind the wheel of a car in like a minute and a half after I wake up and I'm like, oh my, I have to wake up before I hit the main road here. Yeah. Just yeah. throw sweats on and walk across yeah. the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's sweet. Is Wilkes any, is Wilkes uh, any better? Is it? Wilkes is good. It's nice. Like there's more. There's definitely more going on. Um, I guess like it's there's some parts of suburbia. I guess uh, there's there's stuff to do. I guess, but the the biggest thing I think like Wilkes in general, these guys get treated so well and like obviously. So I'm in awe like at everything that's happening here. Like we get we get breakfast and lunch Damn. every day, dude. That's unbelievable. Dude, so it's some guys were uh, chirping me like the first couple of days I was here because I was like hammering lunch, and the guys were like, "Don't get this in wheeling, huh? Like, relax." Like, I think that's the funniest anyway, thing though. Yeah. Like, uh, the differences in the AHL, like how the AHL teams are treated. Like when I was in San Jose, we didn't get anything. Like we didn't. We got like uh, oatmeal and there were some bagels for breakfast and then no lunch. Really, I I think. I think a lot more teams are like yeah they should do it. 
they know it's a big they know it's a big thing so i think more teams have it now but yeah yeah if you want to develop your players for the nhl Uh, and and maybe your sole reason of doing breakfast and lunch is because there's five teams on that ahl team that you think are going to be on the big club next year something like that it's worth it because you know these five guys if you really want them to be on par with the nhl players you know that extra five pounds or that healthy eating actually does make the difference yeah. Oh, yeah. What a treat, though. I mean, there's nothing better than just waking up, but, walking over to the rink, eating breakfast, having lunch ready for you after. You don't have to worry about anything. Oh, awesome. man. Yeah, it's Speaking sweet. of the, uh, the yeah. facilities and being treated nice, randomly a couple uh, summers ago, I was in a suburb of Pittsburgh, and we went to the uh, – me and my dad, we went and visited the like the Lemieux practice facility. I think I think Philip said you guys you guys got to got to skate out there and had a meal oh, and everything. That place is yeah. nice. Yeah. That place is so nice. We went, yeah, when when I was in Wheeling, we went and practiced there for a day. Like, went in their video room and stuff. We were just, like, <laughs> dying laughing. Like, So this is the perfect, Pittsburgh you know? Penguins practice uh, facility? This okay. is Pitts' like, practice facility. We were there uh, the year they played Nashville in the Cup. And so it was in, I don't know, June. Does that make sense? Yeah, June. And we, and we happened to kind of stumble in. Yeah. It was a... Uh, like 11 o'clock and we stumbled in and it is two, it is two ice services. And so they had like a big black curtain, like in front of the one that the penguins are practicing on. Yeah. And oh, I kind of no like way. the really? door was unlocked and you just kind of act like, you know, where you're going. and we walked in on like their game day skate before, before I think it was game three. I think they were That's on the road. Sick. So yeah, game three of the no game one, because they were home, whatever. I don't know. It was, it was before a home game. And like, we watched a couple, a couple of drills and stuff and no one kicked us out. It was, it was unbelievable. That's unreal. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. They so I was supposed to know what's too, going huh? on, but I was like, I'm pretty yeah. like they they have a game today. I'm pretty yeah. sure they'd be skating right now, and I could hear some pucks and stuff. And I was like, let's go check it out. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so um, nice. and the, the only other thing I wanted to ask you about was like, what have you been doing in the summer? Like, I I didn't really get a chance to work out with you or skate with you, but like, what do you do? Uh, you go home. You're living at home, training around there. Yeah, may, yeah, maybe. I uh, maybe make a trip to the Cape or something. Um, I've been golfing. I've been golfing a lot, but <laughs> yeah. I'm so bad. We should do a little golf outing. Like, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we got to. Uh, but I guess I, I suck yeah. a little better now. <laughs> That's me but, too, But man. I still am yeah. so bad. But but it's so – I've yeah, absolutely enjoy it. Uh, uh, other than that, I don't know. Yeah, just training, training skating, kind of hanging out. Like, like – uh, Trying to make yeah. a few extra bucks. Uh, I'm, I'm like, I was stick handling with some kids in my garage. Pretty classic. Like, <laughs> dude, you uh, can like, we were like saying, that. you can literally charge. I remember you saying that because you could be like, hey, what do you charge? Fifty bucks an hour? Sixty bucks? Oh, uh, dude, that's thirty or forty. So, like, if yeah. I know the person, we got it. We yeah. got to start. Uh, but, get get that marketing out there. People would love that stick handling with AHL no, no. Cam Brown. That, that, <laughs> Thirty bucks. That, that currently, well, currently. Yeah, true. NHL, yeah, so. future so, NHL. Yeah. They don't. They don't but, know any uh, better. Honestly, you could charge. You could charge a million no, bucks. No. These parents pay out the ass to have their kids become the yeah. next Sidney Crosby. It's unbelievable. Dude, it's actually crazy because I see all the Instagram videos of like skating coat, like all mm-hmm. these people, and some of them maybe never even played. Yeah, they stuff. just like and, study it, and they're like, "This they're, is what you sure, should be working yeah. on." But. I, I know there's a big oh, battle, man. too. Like, I follow charging. some people on Instagram. Um, a kid we used to go to college with, uh, or I used to go to college with, Jerry Filippo, and he actually has a podcast, too. This is just randomly bringing it up. But he talks about the difference between, like, mm. 
he's studied um, uh, strength training. And there's a common misconception mm-hmm. that like you need to be with somebody that played professionally at the sport. But I would say that the best balance mm-hmm. is that somebody that's played professionally who also knows what they're doing. And I feel like for you, yeah. it's a no brainer. Like, like, I, I mean, if you could have a kid with you, I don't know, maybe like once a week for like a month or a couple times a week, I'm sure that kid comes out a better sick handler. If you and then you charge yeah, thirty yeah. bucks, <laughs> that, was, no. that was that was the most unconvincing <laughs> answer I've ever had. Yeah. Dude, yeah, I, I know oh, you're my, you're yeah, like probably yeah. one of the more humble people I know, but like you're a great stick handling a puck, and I know you work hard at it. And there's no doubt that people would pay a ridiculous amount to have you work with their kid. Yeah, yeah, thanks. I think I think it'd be cool. Like, I guess that's something I'd be interested in. Uh, maybe after hockey too, like skills development stuff like maybe that. you uh coaching, yeah you guess, take over the but... timmy level franchise or something <laughs> i know <laughs> that'd be the dream <laughs> yeah so that's uh that's like kind of all, all the questions oh, and topics we had if you do have anything uh anything for us any uh any topics you kind of want to use our i i got a rant yeah i got a random question for you how was uh how was playing yeah. uh so you grew up in virginia how was like the youth hockey there? Do you have to drive far and stuff, or like practice? yeah, like practice on the weekends only? It wasn't. Or, it wasn't you know, too bad. Like, like um, I got lucky in, in where I lived in the Virginia Beach area. We had a rink 50 minutes from my house, so that was kind of where I grew up and played every year of youth hockey. And um, chilled ponds, chilled ponds. Yeah, Muzz, 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 <laughs> we yeah. practiced there a couple times. Yeah, yeah a couple was... times, like probably a hundred times. <laughs> yeah, the place is awful to me. I don't know how you kept with ice hockey after practicing there <laughs> dude it's not open oh, jesus you're being it's not awful so Sorry, disrespectful awful. anyway it's, not, it's freezing it's the coldest rink in america yeah but they they gotta keep it cold because it's in virginia anyway <laughs> to, to hide, to, to hide yeah. the uh the question so the closest team we played was in richmond which is like an hour and a half away and then we played in the league called the capital beltway which is just like all maryland virginia teams so every every weekend we drive three okay. four hours to teams and then uh, and then I, I got lucky Damn. when I was 14, yeah. like the first year I could possibly play junior hockey is the same rink and the same program started a junior program. And I just, I played, it says, it's funny when I say I played junior C as a 14 year old and then played junior B and then played junior B and then moved up to Maine and played, played for the pirates up there. So yeah. Okay. How that, is that? That facility is unbelievable. I mean, we had, I, I got, yeah. I got lucky too with uh, the coaches that came in the, the same year I came in, and and they were and they were great to me. A, a couple of kids have some have some bad experiences. Obviously, it's all about you know your personal development and everything, and they ended up working out for me. So I have I have absolutely no complaints. Yeah, Portland was sick, mm-hmm. and then I ended up at Babson, baby, Babson. Let's yeah. go, Bad, bro. I know I'm look I'm looking at these rosters again because I got I'm a hockey nerd. I got it all pulled up. <laughs> There's so many dude, you know, Babson's so many all Babson like guys. so local. It's funny we play a lot of teams. Like we played New England College, they had like ninety percent of their team was from Europe, and like us, we were like, I dude, I'm not really. Even kidding. I mean, they've changed a little bit. My freshman year, every name was like ended in S O N. It was like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. Were you guys the Kenny same class? Below, year below. Yeah, yeah. So Brownie, oh, me, okay. me, and you graduated the same year, 2017. Yeah, yeah, 17. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, I mean, any I, that might be uh, it, boys. You want to wrap it up, or what you got for me on the pad screen, or what? What do you think? I want to hear what you have to say to that. Well, I'm, I don't know if you know. I think you know this, but like, I'm like 
the biggest like just poser like Pats fan. Like I just wear a TB12 hat, but like I don't like I watch like three plays. And, yeah. Like, check the well, score. you have the. That's it. But I always I always get your Snapchat with the jersey on. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you know. You've got the book though. You've yeah. got the TB12 book. I got the book. I I didn't. I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't. Uh, Oh Didn't man, I might it. have to rent that from you. I want to read through yeah. it, flip through the pages a little yeah. bit. Yeah, flip through, yeah, flip through the pages and stare at pictures of Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna rip out every page and post them <laughs> on my wall. Like, <laughs> Must, you, you working now or what? Job? Yeah, I'm starting work on Tuesday. Fidelity. Where at? I'm pretty pumped. Oh, it's shit. like, uh, of course, of course, you babble. Guys, <laughs> guys, yeah, it's, it's good. It's like a real entry level type job, but it's a really good. Uh, training program it's so good it's like, it's like a real job i'm not going to be playing Fortnite at like 1 p.m every day anymore <laughs> i yeah. know i thought it's I great was like, am i gonna oh, have yeah. to start like streaming like what's my what's gonna be my income here? <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm not good enough for yeah. that unfortunately yeah. you're not on the sticks at all are you do you ever play Fortnite? i'm i'm not on the sticks no i'm more of like a yeah. netflix guy yeah you know, netflix or uh I'm trying to. I'm wondering I was going to say, what's your what's your what's your show right now? Because ironically, I'm finishing up a show now, and and Patty Pat Young and Max Franklin, my both my roommates, are watching Game of Thrones. So they're like, you should get into it. It's a huge. Oh, really? commitment. I, I like don't know if I should. It is. A huge so here was my thing, Brownie. I started uh, Game of Thrones this summer when I had nothing to do, and I just got sick of playing Fortnite because of my hip. I was just in bed all day. Yeah. I watched the first season. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, this is pretty good, but. I didn't really follow it enough because I'm on my phone too much. You have to watch it. Like you mm-hmm. have to be glued to the TV. Oh, There's really? so much going on. Yeah, yeah. If you miss it, it's like, it screws with you. So yeah, I, you I stopped it. like yeah. a few episodes into season two and I was like, you know what? I'll circle back eventually. But yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm a, I, I kind of like peeking at the phone yeah. every once in a while too. I, I admit like, I'm bad with it. I'm but, trying to get better, but. If you're gonna watch that show, you got to put the phone down because you look at it. Got to be locked in, locked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on Parks and Rec right now. It's a little more of like a chill show, like uh, unbelievable. Get me and Timmy were talking about it. Gives the office a run for its money. So, yeah. Are you an office guy? Uh, Yeah, I I've seen like the I I don't know why I stopped, but I saw the first. first two or three seasons but i didn't really like at first it took me a little bit to like i don't know i guess get the dry humor and stuff and then dude that show like there's no show that has ever made me laugh Same. like 11 o'clock at night like by myself in my room like i would yeah, like cry awesome. laughing it, dude get Just back like, on it yeah you need to that's what that, yeah. that show's the best and like yeah, and parks and rec literally I'm the biggest Office fan maybe you'll ever meet, and Parks and Rec gives it a run for its money. Really? It is so Par- good, yeah. Parks and Rec has me really? laughing out loud more often than The Office. Yeah. Chris, Chris yeah. Pratt is no way, huh? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, maybe I got to take yeah, it. You got to give it a go, yeah. I think. Good cast. Yeah. yeah, if not Game of Thrones, finish The Office and get on to Parks and Rec. Yeah. All right, that's a good note to end it on. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, listen, listen, Brownie, really, really appreciate. Really? I know you were, you're, I know, yeah, you were thanking us for, yeah, for, of course. for having you on, but this is, you know, we really appreciate you taking the time to kind, you know, chat with us and answer some questions. So again, you know, just thanks a lot. Of course. Anytime, All right, unreal. Thanks See you, Brownie. Sorry. We'd like to thank Cam Brown for joining us um, for that interview. Um, you know, it was great, great talking about everything from. 
from the business him and his him and his three best friends started um, called Prove People Wrong, and and getting someone like Tim Thomas to kind of you know um, be a brand ambassador all the way to playing at the University of Maine and then to present day at um, in the AHL for Wilkes Bear. So it was it was great kind of catching up with him. I know um, you know Muzz, Muzz, you and him you know have worked out before and he's just a great kid and and it was great to kind of get his story. Yeah, I've been lucky to uh, become friends with Brownie over the last few years, especially and. Uh, really a great kid and somebody that is actually living the prove people wrong lifestyle motto uh, every day playing in the AHL. And I mean, he's not the tallest kid in the world. I think he's probably five, eight, maybe. Um, and he's just a hell of a hockey player. So we were really excited to have him on and he was, uh, I think he was excited to come on. So we had a great time with him. Yeah. Great. Uh, great kid. I know we're both, you know, obviously personally rooting for him. Um, and obviously take, taking the time out to kind of speak with us and kind of give us, you know, some background was, was awesome. And now we're very, very thankful. So um, that does it for, for episode 11. You got anything else to, to add? No, if you enjoyed the episode again, um, follow us, subscribe, give us five stars on Apple podcasts would be awesome. It would mean a lot to us. It takes like 15 seconds. Um, and then we're going to keep trying to put out more content and, get some more stories and interviews like that where it's, you know, people that we think you guys would be interested in hearing about. So, absolutely. Uh, and if you've got any suggestions, let us know, follow us on uh, at post game shake um, Instagram. Uh, we don't have a Twitter yet. Something we should probably get on, but uh, yeah. Interact with us. Let us know what you want to hear, what you want to see. Yeah. Listen, listen, like away, five star away. And, and like most said, if you have any suggestions, let us know. And other than that, just, you know, appreciate, appreciate the listen as always. All right. Beautiful. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Peace.